Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Have We Met with Brett. If you are looking for the newest, the most exciting, the most obscure pop music, you have come to the right place. I have listened to all of the new releases for the week of January 12th, 2024, and here are the songs that I think you should know that you should be listening to right now. And my hope is, by the end of the episode, you will have met your new favorite song. It was a big week for new releases. Everyone is scrambling to have the first big hit of the year. But before we get into that, I do want to give you a few reminders. As always, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at HaveWeMetPod. There is a link in the bio there that will take you either to our weekly playlist, to the overall 2024 playlist, which already has 50 songs on it. There are also links to both our PayPal and our Patreon. If you listen to the podcast regularly and you want to help support us going forward, keep this all going. I would appreciate any support that you can offer. If you subscribe on Patreon, there are two options. One is $2 a month, which is basically nothing, (laughs) but an easy way for you to support the podcast long term. There is another option that's $5 a month, and that will get you access to bonus content, exclusive episodes and interviews that I've done with some artists, as well as some bonus episodes that I'm in the process of working on right now. But before we talk about the brand new music, we have to talk about the other musical highlight of our week, which was seeing the Queen of Pop in concert for the first time. That's right. I was lucky enough to attend Madonna's celebration tour on Thursday night. The show made me think how you cannot spell the word spectacular without the word spectacle. I was obsessed. The visuals were incredible. Her iconography referenced throughout, but still some brand new things that I'd never seen before on stage. The most incredible dancers, the most elaborate set, but she was never lost inside of it. She was always the center of attention. And I thought it was just masterful in almost every way. I mean, tonally, sometimes it went through some very interesting shifts. But, you know, she was going through 40 years worth of music. And even she herself said at one point, I'm doing the best I can, okay? It's it's a lot to do in two hours and ten minutes. The show had so, so many highlights. Uh, Ray of Light, Die Another Day, Live to Tell into Like a Prayer almost destroyed me. She did Live to Tell as a tribute to friends of hers that have passed away because of HIV AIDS. It started with a few large photographs, people like Robert Maplethorpe or Keith Haring. And as the song continued, the photographs started getting smaller and smaller and there were more and more of them on each screen until every single tiny square looked like almost another member of the crowd. It was expertly done, it was devastating, but it was really a tribute to, I think, Madonna's legacy, her impact and her advocacy throughout the years, which a lot of younger people, you know, might not be as aware of. Actually, Daryl and I were at the Keith Haring exhibit at the AGO last month, which if you haven't seen, you have to go. It's amazing. And there is a Madonna room in the exhibit, a mannequin wearing an outfit that he made for her. And I overheard these two younger girls talking about her and they said something like, don't you think she should have retired when she was at the top of her game, you know, so people don't think she's washed up or try hard or not as good as she used to be or anything like that? I had to call them out, actually, and kind of say, not only is Madonna the reason so many of our favorite artists now exist, but she's also one of the first female artists to really battle against that ageism and that sexism. She hasn't gone away, even if people wanted her to. She hasn't, you know, acted her age. I said that with finger quotes, in case you were wondering. She has literally always defied expectation and... Like she says in the concert, the most controversial thing she's ever done is to stick around. And seeing her live, I can just say all of her years in the business have honed her craft, made her an incredible show person, 
have taught her how to put on a great, great show and to build a really, really amazing team around her. You could tell everybody working on that show is just firing on all cylinders at the top of their game. Maybe she can't quite dance, you know, full out the whole show the way she used to be able to, but the way they edited the footage live, used the dancers to create all these images around her, still made her the focal point, but you know, played into her strengths now. I thought it was all really expertly done. And actually, in the beginning, she did a couple of her dance classics, you know, everybody into the groove. And she was doing, you know, full choreo. She's dropping it down. And after the song finished, she said, see, I still fucking got it. (laughs) I consider myself very, very lucky to have seen Madonna in concert. That's a bucket list concert for me. It was an amazing, amazing show. If you were there, I would love to know what your highlights were. And I hope that we'll get the chance to see Madonna on stage again. And while she didn't do any brand new music on the tour, there were photos of her last year in the studio with famous Swedish super producer Max Martin. And that, my friends, is the perfect segue into talking about our song of the week. Of course, I mean, Yes And by Ariana Grande. Ariana is a huge force in the music business. She is one of the most streamed artists of all time, but she hasn't put out an album since 2020's Positions. Because she's been hard at work filming the two Wicked films in which she plays Glinda the Good Witch. Sorry, that's Glinda with a G. While I do feel a little bit bad for Amanda Seyfried, who was campaigning for that role, I do think Ariana is a fabulous casting. On Positions, we saw Ariana go away from her sort of pop roots into more of a sing-talky R&B, where she was more into creating a vibe than she was into creating a banger. So when I saw she was in the studio with Max Martin, I knew a banger was incoming because not only is he responsible for some of her greatest songs, Into You, No Tears Left to Cry, he is responsible for some of the biggest songs of all time. When I mentioned Max Martin's name to a friend of mine at a party this weekend, they looked at me blankly as if they had no idea what I was talking about. So if you are one of those people, listen up. As a songwriter, the only people that have more number one songs than Max Martin on the Billboard Hot 100 are Paul McCartney and John Lennon. Max Martin has 25 number one songs under his belt. The very first of which, and you know I love when it all comes back to Britney, right? Baby One More Time. He's responsible for some of the greatest pop music ever written. I Want It That Way, Since You've Been Gone, Blinding Lights, Teenage Dream, and two more number ones for Britney with three and Hold It Against Me. If you look at the This Is Max Martin playlist on Spotify, you will see almost every major pop artist's name. They have all gone to him, sometimes when they really needed a hit, but also sometimes when they just wanted to have some fun. Max Martin's greatest hits have been remixed into a musical called Anne Juliet, which tells the story of Juliet if she didn't kill herself after Romeo dies. If any or all of that is interesting to you, I highly recommend you check out on Netflix. There is a documentary called This Is Pop, and there is an episode called Stockholm Syndrome, which chronicles why and how Sweden became such a huge force in pop music, starting with ABBA, into Ace of Bass in the 90s, and then on to Max Martin, who has been cranking out hip-hop songs for over 26 years now. So I got really excited when I saw that Ariana was working with him again. Apparently, a lot of the album is collaborative between the two of them. And that is great news for the ones of us who have really been wanting Ariana to get back to her pop roots. It's also sort of a rite of passage for a pop star to have their disco era, is it not? Madonna Confessions, Kylie's Disco, Dua's Future Nostalgia, Jessie Ware's What's Your Pleasure. So, (laughs) I mean, those are four of my favorite albums. So I'm thrilled that Ariana is going in that direction as well. I also can't tell you how happy I am to see a song that's three and a half minutes long. I think three and a half minutes is just the perfect length for a pop song. 
it lets us really savor this message. So let's chat about what she's talking about. Yes, and is an improv technique. So for example, you're taking an improv class and somebody says, oh, there's somebody at the door. You can't go, no, there isn't, because that totally interrupts the flow. It devalues what the other person is offering, etc. You have to say, yes, and <laughs> they've delivered a package for me. You have to accept it and you have to add to it. And so that message has been repurposed here to be sort of a, a life motto, I guess, for Ariana. Now, famous people, pop stars, are not really afforded a lot of privacy. We know a lot about what is going on in their personal lives. There is some drama surrounding Ariana and the current person that she is seeing. Uh, he was married and they were going on double dates with their respective partners. And he has now left his wife, I think, while she was quite pregnant. And so it's, it's, it's a little messy. But basically, the message of this song is saying we don't really know the whole truth of what's happening. And also, why do we care so much? We don't actually know her, right? So there is some optimism, but there's also some defiance. And that gives this song a little bit of that dichotomy that I always love to hear. There's opposing forces. There's multiple meanings. There's mixed messages. It's, it's really interesting, even though it sounds like a pretty straightforward pop song. I'm sure you've heard it already, but if you haven't, here is just a little taste of the new Ariana Grande song and our pick for song of the week. This is Yes and... So I do have one little gripe about this song, and that is on the explicit version, she can say, say that shit with your chest on the chorus, but she can't say the word dick in the middle eight. I always find censorship a little strange, you know, like who decided that certain words are bad words, that kind of thing. But it's especially confusing when there is a designated clean version and a designated explicit version, and that part of the meaning of the song is say what you feel and mean it say it with your chest and she's still editing parts of it out I almost find it goes against the morale of the song a little bit but maybe that's just me <laughs> being an overly critical gay either way it's a glorious song we heard it for the first time when we got home from the Madonna concert we were in the middle of watching Canada's Drag Race and we paused it it was ugh, what a great night to be homosexual and speaking of homosexuals, you know I love talking about queer pop artists on the podcast. And this week I have four queer songs that I want to talk about. And that's huge for a few reasons. I mean, I think there was a time not that long ago where you were encouraged to not talk about your sexuality, just keep it under wraps, you know, you didn't want to alienate a certain audience. But now what we're finding is that we want that certain audience we want to know those are our stories and those are our people and so these people are feeling free and clear to represent themselves however they see fit and i think that's really incredible because there are four of these songs we're going to do something a little new we're going to do a bit of a lightning round i'm going to play a clip from each of these songs and we're going to do it in order of their listenership from the artist who has the fewest monthly listeners on spotify to the artist that has the most and i want you to think about how the person with the most listeners is not necessarily the person making the best song. 
The first song we're going to listen to comes to us from an artist named Bright Light, Bright Light. His real name is Rod Thomas. He's from the UK. He's a fabulous pop singer. He's good friends with Sir Elton John. They actually have a few songs together. I used to compare Rod's first album to being sort of like the male Robin. He was making really emotive dance pop, but now he's almost leaning more into Pet Shop Boys territory. His new album is coming out in May. It is called Enjoy Youth. We've heard a couple songs from it already, but this is the latest. It is called You Want My Dot Dot Dot. Fill in the blanks. This is Bright Light, Bright Light. Bright Light, Bright Light has 21,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. I think deserves way more. I've been a fan for a long, long time. Seems like such a cool guy, has great taste in music. He's always posting about his vinyl collection. He's making mashups on his Instagram, that kind of thing. And the list of collaborators for his new album is really interesting, too. There's some cool songwriters. Uh, One of them is the vocalist from Last Night a DJ Saved My Life. So hearkening back to a golden era in dance music, for sure. So I'm definitely going to be looking for Bright Light, Bright Light's new album. And it comes out the week of my birthday, so a little present to me. Our next artist that we're going to talk about goes by Lynx, L-Y-N-K-S. But his real name is Elliot Brett. (gasps) I love the name Brett. Oh, my God. I wonder why he would change it. Now, I would say Lynx makes more maybe electro-clash, hyper-pop sounding music. So it's a little noisy. But sometimes the punk in me really likes that vibe. This new song is called CPR. Apparently, he got the inspiration for the song while he was attending a first aid course at his old job. He was mid chest compression on a dummy, and suddenly the chorus came into his head. The song is about shrinking yourself in a relationship so that your partner can step into the role of your savior. He says there's a temptation to make yourself seem helpless and vulnerable with these guys so they get to feel like some big strong man protecting you. I'm not sure there's any part of this song that sounds truly vulnerable or helpless. It's quite... Hard-hitting, but I do love the concept. This is Lynx and CPR. There's something a little Charlie XCX about that, a little Sophie. It's a bit rough around the edges, but that's kind of part of the appeal. And Lynx has 65,000 monthly listeners on Spotify, so some of them would obviously agree. I think the next artist I'm going to talk about is my favorite queer song this week. If you were lucky enough to be at the Tom S. Paul concert in June in Toronto, one of the openers was Bentley Robles. They have a song together, a cover of ABBA's Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. And they also share a deep understanding of how to create a perfect pop song. This song is called Just Okay, and it was inspired by Robin, Troy Sivan, and Muna. He says the song is a delusionally romantic anthem about falling for everyone and anyone. He's been building a following over the last couple of years. His EP, Ugly Crier, came out in November. 
And apparently this new song has already outstreamed all of his other releases based on their first few days anyway. And I think it actually might be my favorite of his songs so far. This is Bentley Robles and Just Okay. So now I'm blowing up your phone like Samsung. Now I'm falling to this playlist of sad songs. What do I always get off on the bad ones? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, Ariana. I might have spoken a little too soon. What a pop. I love this song. That is the kind of big pop chorus that I find so, so satisfying. I also really enjoy how it sounds kind of celebratory almost, but like (laughs) in a way that he's hoping that bad things will happen to this guy. (laughs) It's also, I think, a really important message, especially for gay men to hear. I think a lot of us have had those moments where we've been lonely, single for a long time, you know, eager to kind of start something new. And we will will throw ourselves into something that's maybe not quite right for us, just so we don't have to be by ourselves. I've definitely been there and trying to force something to happen when it's, you know, obviously not happening. And if you have been that way, if you are that way right now, then I agree with Bentley, you deserve something that's better than just okay. And while we're on the subject of things being just okay, Now it's time to talk about the new song from Lil Nas X. Now, we talked earlier about Madonna, and there was a moment in time where Madonna blessed Lil Nas X and said that he reminded Madonna of herself at a younger age. I think part of that is the controversy that came along with him, you know, coming out, being openly queer, dancing around naked, singing about, you know, having sex with men. There was definitely something subversive about Montero, you know, that music video. I ride a stripper pole to hell and I give the devil a lap dance. And like Madonna, here he is playing with religious imagery again. The song is called Jay Christ, and it's supposed to be acting as his comeback anthem, as in he's rising again, the way Jesus did, allegedly. And the song to me sounds about as inventive as that allegory. It's a bit of a retread for him, which is too bad because you can almost hear the sound of somebody telling him, oh, this worked last time, so you should try to do the same thing. It's giving, do you remember when Lizzo came out with Rumors? It's okay if you don't. It sampled Ghostbusters. It was similarly uninspired, let's say. It was almost too aware of the fact that it needed to announce a big return rather than just giving us a statement that we might care about. A comeback, unfortunately, isn't something that can be sort of forced. And it's also something that has been done so many times, it needs a bigger statement to back it up. So my hope is that this will turn into sort of a buzz single for Lil Nas X, and we will get his About Damn Time in the near future. Until then, we have this, what sounds like a Kendrick Lamar leftover, I guess. This is the new Lil Nas X and Jay Christ. Way that we going, hmm, this way, took them to the 
Something else I was thinking about after the Madonna concert is that I wasn't raised in a religious house, which I'm very thankful for. But sometimes for me, that means religious iconography or or content or whatever. I, I kind of zone out a little bit. And to see the mother of all reinvention and then to hear such a, you know, an obvious retread of something Lil Nas X has already done before, it's just a little bit disappointing, I guess. But hey, there are very many bands and artists that have made careers out of doing the same song over and over again. So only time will tell if uh, Jay Christ becomes a Lil Nas X classic or if they move along to the next single sometime soon. Okay, now, when I'm recording the podcast, I don't necessarily know what order I'm going to talk about each song in. And I try to come up with segues as I'm going through recording. I came up with one for the next transition. Let me know if I can get away with this. Okay, so Lil Nas is a huge fan of Nicki Minaj, openly, vocally. Nicki Minaj recently released Pink Friday 2, a sequel to her 2010 album Pink Friday. Another artist is working on a sequel album right now and put out the first song from it this week. That artist is Jennifer Lopez. In 2002, an album came out called This Is Me Then... And now she's working on the follow-up, This Is Me Now. Now, This Is Me Then featured Jenny from the Block, talked a lot about her relationship with Ben Affleck. And so now that her and Ben are back together, the time seems right for a full circle sort of moment. This project was announced over a year ago. And since then, JLo has both recorded the album and created a visual film that is going to accompany the album's release with videos directed by Dave Myers, legendary video director behind Janet Jackson's All For You. We were talking about Ariana, No Tears Left to Cry earlier, uh, Pink's Get the Party Started, and Britney Spears' Lucky. The new J-Lo song is called Can't Get Enough, and it samples another song from 2002, uh, a Sean Paul song called I'm Still In Love With You. I'm curious to know what camp you fall in, if you find samples are being overused now, or if you like hearing those nostalgic little bits. I think based on what J-Lo is trying to do with this era, it makes sense. It's from that time. It also doesn't rely too heavily on the sample to craft the song. The song has a bunch of co-writers, but Hitboy is the main writer and the main producer on the song. He's responsible for huge songs by Jay-Z, Travis Scott, and Feeling Myself, actually, by Nicki Minaj and Beyonce. Can't Get Enough has this really breezy sort of summer vibe going. It's really chill. It's a nice energy for J-Lo. I always think she sounds great on like a summery track. And it's a nice throwback to that I'm Real remix kind of vibe, too. I'm sure the album will have lots of really hard-hitting dance songs on it, but... As the intro, especially during these cold January weeks, it's really nice to have that kind of island vibe. So what do you think? Can you get enough of the new Jennifer Lopez? This is Can't Get Enough. I can actually see myself getting a lot of use out of that this summer. I know a lot of people are really down on J-Lo for some reason online, but I think she's so gorgeous. She's such a hard worker. She's an amazing dancer. She has so many fabulous songs. If you haven't watched her Super Bowl documentary, 
it's called Halftime, and it's really, really amazing to see, you know, she, I guess, had this diva reputation, and in watching the documentary, you understand why she has it, but also you understand that it's because she's standing up for her vision, her integrity, and herself. I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it, and look for JLo's new album. It comes out next month, February 16th. There is a song on it called Hummingbird, and that is my signature animal, so I'm very excited. The Hummingbird has been showing up in both the trailer for the visual album and it's on the CD version of the album as well. Now, there were a ton of songs I really loved this week, but I don't have time to talk about all of them. If you are interested in hearing more new music, you know what to do. Go to Instagram, follow at Have We Met Pod. The link in the bio there will take you either to the weekly playlist. So if you're there now, you can follow along. They're in order as I talk about them. You can add them to your own playlist from there, or you can go to my overall 2024 playlist, and every song I like this year will be featured there. I highly recommend throwing that playlist on when you're making dinner, hosting friends, having cocktails, doing laundry, playing video games, anything like that. It is just good energy to have on in the background when you don't want the music to be too distracting, but you also want it to support your evening. I like to think of my playlist as what you'd hear if you go into like a fancy hair salon or H&M or something and you're like, oh, what's this song? It's so trendy. I've never heard it before. But if you've been listening, you know that already. (laughs) Now, if you're a millennial like me, you have a soft spot in your heart for the All Saints. Never Ever, Pure Shores. You know what those songs have in common? They were written by one of the All Saints members, Shaznay Lewis. Now, Shaznay put out a debut solo album over two decades ago and hasn't released any solo music since. All Saints was back together for a time, but now they are pursuing solo projects again. And Shaznay is back this week with a song called Miracle. In talking about the creation of the song, she says, Miracle was a journey, a relentless writing process between Emily Phillips, the other songwriter, and me. Lewis says, we pushed each other, we changed it a lot until when I finally listened to it, I realized it was a love song to myself about the person I've been for the past 25 years and where I am now. I think if you were a fan of All Saints at All, you will recognize Shazane's voice immediately. And I think if you're a fan of R&B, this is going to R&B your favorite new song of the week. <laughs> this is Shazane Lewis and Miracle. Mm, There's something really cinematic about that, isn't there? There's so many different elements at play. There's that electronic kind of synth cascading in the background. There's those really nice piano chords. It's really lush, but you don't lose her in the center of it. Her voice is, like I said, it's really distinct. You hear her, you know that's her, and she takes you on a journey as you're listening. It's, It's emotional. You can tell she's been waiting a while to say this, and knowing all of that background makes me love the song even more. Last week, I mentioned that one of my goals for the year is to play a non-English song every week. And I was a little worried that was going to become a promise I wouldn't be able to fulfill. But luckily, this week, we were treated to a brand new album by a Colombian-American singer, Kali Uchis. Now, Kali put out a new album in the spring called Red Moon in Venus. And she played a concert here in Toronto. 
and her opening act was one of my very favorite singers, Ray. That was an English language album, and the one she put out this week is all in Spanish. It is a little unusual for an artist to release two albums within, you know, eight months of each other. But if they are in different languages, if they're speaking to different audiences, it does make sense. The album is titled Orquídas, which is the Spanish word for orchids. And the song I'm going to play for you is called Like an Angel. The lyrics roughly translate to a heart like yours is endangered. Heaven must have sent you your God's favorite. You know, I talked earlier about not really being into religious imagery, but apparently when it's in another language, I love it. (laughs) It also helps that the song is set to the slinkiest little new disco beat and she sounds just gorgeous on it. If you are not familiar, it's time for you to get familiar. It's time for you to meet Kali Uchis. And this is her new song, Igual Que Un Angel. Doesn't that just have the slinkiest little groove? I love that song. It was definitely the one that popped out to me when I was skimming through her new album. And if you like her voice, but maybe you prefer to listen to her in English, definitely check out her album from last year, Red Moon and Venus. She had a song on it produced by Rodney Jerkins, who produced things like No Scrubs, uh, Destiny's Child, Say My Name, a huge producer in R&B, and I think just a very clear example of the taste level that Kaliuchis possesses. Now, I only have time to talk about a couple more songs. It was a big week for dance music. We got new music from Ella Henderson. We got new music from Bibi Rexa. And we also got new music from one of my very favorite dance artists. And in the spirit of how we met, the one I'm going to play for you is the one by the person you haven't heard of. But it's very possible that you've heard one of her songs. Last month, she reached a milestone in her career. She received her 10th number one on U.S. Dance Radio. She also won the award for Best Dance Artist at the iHeartRadio Awards last year, the first female artist to win that award. She has one of my favorite voices in dance music, and I think when you hear it, you'll understand why. It's very smooth, but it also has a lot of depth to it. She's released songs with MK, Benny Benassi, Oliver Heldens... But many of her number one songs have been solo. This new one is a collaboration with Disco Lines and Jay Wara. Jay Wara I know, but Disco Lines I'm not familiar with. So I know what I'm listening to after I'm done recording this episode. The new song is called Cutting Loose, and it's about someone that I think you've been stringing along that it's time to just sort of pull the plug on. (laughs) Because you want to just, like, have a good time. You're cutting them loose, and then you're going to cut loose. Don't we love a double entendre? This is my favorite new dance song of the week. This is Disco Lines, Jay Wara, and Annabelle England with Cutting Loose. I can't wait for you. Don't wait for me. I'm cutting loose. Your story.
Now, this might also be the millennial in me, but isn't there something a little jock jams about the beat there? If you have any idea what I'm talking about, you get a gold star this week. Now, there were so many songs that I wanted to play for you this week, but I don't have enough time. This is why you need to go to Instagram and follow the weekly Have You Met playlist. There are so many more recommendations there. So many more artists just waiting to be discovered. And unfortunately, that's what you're going to have to do because we have reached the end of this week's episode. Episode 20 of Have We Met. If you are a fan of the podcast, please, please, please subscribe to us wherever you're listening, either on Apple, Spotify, whatever. Leave us a review or a rating. Share it in your story. Share it with your friends. Subscribe to the playlist. Anything like that. All of that is super helpful. And if you do want to contribute financially, I would so appreciate it. I buy all of these songs on iTunes and I do take most of my day to work on the episode. So anything you can offer would be greatly appreciated. You can either shoot me a little message on PayPal and e-transfer. Just let me know if you need my email address. Or like I said, you can subscribe to us on patreon either for two or five dollars a month the other cool thing is if you subscribe on patreon your name will show up in the description of the podcast that you are a supporter you can join the likes of my mom joel tyler chris josh and janine did i get everyone but mostly i just want to say thank you so much for listening i appreciate any kind of support this has been so much fun and we're just getting started baby I will see you at the same place, same time next week. And until then, I would love to know what your favorite song was this week. If there was something you loved that I didn't talk about or didn't feature on my playlist, shoot me a message. I'm all ears. This has been episode 20 of How We Met. My name is Brett. Thank you so much for listening. And it was so nice to meet you. Bye.